Hey everybody, welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. Really grateful that you're here this week. And for this week's episode, I sat down again with my friend Caleb Hires, who's the senior pastor at The Resting Place in Tampa, Florida. He's also the host of the Faith Rest Life podcast. And you can check out everything that he does at calebhires.com. And I think you should because he's putting out awesome content and doing awesome things for the kingdom of God. But our conversation here really centers around wisdom. And man, if there's ever been a time in history where we need wisdom and not man's wisdom, not worldly wisdom, not just common sense wisdom, and not where we take something that's actually demonic, but we try to put a spiritual title on it and call it wisdom. No, what we need is godly wisdom. We need heaven's perspective on life right now. And so that's what this conversation really centers about. Just before we jump into it, guys, I do just want to point your attention to Simple Power Media, my online media platform at simplepowermedia.com. I want to equip you with resources to really just help you grow in this area of experiencing God's presence and God's power. If you've been struggling to hear the voice of God or you want to learn more about power for miracles and maybe praying for the sick and whatever else there might be, I've got some training on that website. I've got um, a book available for you, some more books coming out in the near future here, some more training courses coming out in the near future here, uh, but also just some videos and audios and things like that that will help you. So check out simplepowermedia.com when you get a chance. And uh, for now, guys, let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Pastor Caleb Hires. Caleb, it's awesome that you're here. Thanks for being here again with me, bro. No, I love it. I love what you're doing. I'm honored to be here, honestly. It's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, man. Uh, so everybody on podcasts, they, they tend to do the whole the plugging of the guest at the end and it's just kind of buried. And uh, I tend to do it that way too. But let's just, let's start off with that because one, I don't want to forget. And once we kind of get on a roll with stuff, I don't want to, you know, (laughs) I don't want to run out of time and stuff like that. So you can check out Caleb's uh, website at calebhires.com. And I'll make sure I put that down in the show notes. And uh, there you can find, he's got some online course content. He's got some teachings. He's got uh, a podcast. And I actually do listen to the Faith Rest Life podcast every single week. I love oh, it. Man. And I think you guys should check it out too. And uh, yeah, uh, Caleb has a, a brand new online course, 52 Weeks of Wisdom, that he's going to share a little bit with us about. But uh, Caleb, I'm so, I'm so stoked that you're here. You're just, you're super encouraging and you're doing awesome stuff for the kingdom. So uh, yeah, man, anything, anything else that you want to share about? And then let's talk a little bit about the 52 weeks of wisdom. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the big one right now, honestly. And um, it's just, I think that we all in the body of Christ could use a little more wisdom (laughs) and I believe we could, we could really grow in that. I think when Jesus said the sons of this age are more shrewd than the sons of the kingdom, he was giving a description, but not a prescription. He's saying, hey, that's how it is. And then he says, you should be as gentle as doves through the serpents, right? Yeah. And so I really want to just be a part of the solution there. And so that course, 52 Weeks of Wisdom, is a video a week out of the book of Proverbs. And it really talks through just the concept of the personification of wisdom, that wisdom is a person and wisdom has a blessing. Wisdom has a, a voice. Wisdom has a righteousness. And so I just want to introduce people to my friend, Wisdom. And it really, the idea came from a youth pastor I had, you know, give it up for the youth pastors, man. Woo. Changed my life. Pastor Billy Balot. 
he, when I was in youth and I was a youth leader, I'd ask him all these questions and he would say, well, what does wisdom say about that? <laughs> and we would go to the word, right? We would go to the Bible. And I was like, wow, you know, so he ingrained in me that idea. Like, what does wisdom think about that? What does wisdom say about that? And so really out of that place, I've just built this course. It's on a platform called Life from Heaven. So if you go to lifefromheaven.com, you can, or you can just go to my website, click online courses, and you'll see it there. So yeah, awesome. that's really the long and short of it. I love it. Yeah, check that out. So 52 Weeks of Wisdom. And again, lifefromheaven.com was the website or calebhires.com. And uh, you can check it out there. Yeah, learning to walk in wisdom. And we were actually just talking a minute ago, Caleb, about how, you know, so many times we blame wisdom for things that are not wisdom. And the fact that you're focusing on the reality of the of that Jesus is personified in scripture as wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so many times we put, we want to, we use man's wisdom what we would think, you know, sometimes we look at common sense and things like that. There's nothing wrong with using common sense, but God's wisdom is often so contrary to common sense. And God's <laughs> wisdom is often very different to the way that man's wisdom would be, you know? And so it's, it's so key to learn to walk in God's wisdom, to be led by the spirit of God and to just develop that relationship with wisdom himself. I think that sometimes we, put wisdom or we say that something is wisdom. Like we were just talking a second ago, Caleb, maybe we can just elaborate on this a little bit about how, like a lot of people right now, they're, they're getting into fear um, because of mm-hmm. events. And we are right now, it's, it's November 5th today. So we still don't know who the, the election tallies are not done yet. And, and all this stuff is, is still up in the air. And it's been a crazy year. Like 2020 hasn't pulled any punches for sure. Um, but, but God is still, God's seated on his throne. Amen. And um, I, I've seen so many people, I know you have too, well, you're the one who mentioned this to me, that so much of the body of Christ, I think is operating out of the spirit of fear right now and calling it wisdom. Yep. Um, could, could I have uh, just some of your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I, I, I'm calling it spiritualization of fear. You're spiritualizing mm. fear. And you know you're doing that if you're praying because you're afraid. Come on. And, and I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for things we don't want. Right? Like we sure. see something coming like that's not good. I don't want that. Um, so, Lord, deliver us from this thing we're fearing. Right? Sure. That's different than, oh, my God, it's coming. I, and fear getting a hold of your heart. And now you call a prayer meeting. yeah that is different okay so and it's it's only different in the spirit realm i'm you can't really tell the difference in the natural a lot of times but you have to look with the eyes of the spirit right so so psalm 112.7 says they those who fear the lord will not fear bad news so if you're fearing bad news you're not fearing the lord and i'm just i was trying to help some people i've made some people upset um because they were saying I was <laughs> downplaying, like, you shouldn't be afraid. You're afraid. That's bad. That's sinful. I'm saying uh, we have nothing to fear. And I fear the Lord. And if you're praying about things you're fearing, it better be the most joyful prayer meeting ever. Wow. Oh, how joyful are those who fear the Lord. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the difference. And Obviously, I have, I have a position. We don't need to get into that. I'm saying that there are things I want or don't want. You know, there are things even on a state and local level in Florida that I, well, I'm upset that happened, you know, according yes. to the election results. I'm, 
I'm not saying like, oh, Jesus is king. Doesn't matter who's president. I'm, Jesus it, take the wheel. Nothing right. else matters. Yeah. No, it matters. It matters who our leadership is. It matters. Amen. You know? But it also matters how we carry these things with our heart. So like my whole, my whole position is, listen, if you're afraid and you feel like you need to call a prayer meeting, the first prayer meeting you need to call is between you and Jesus and you need to pray about your fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to have a conversation with the Lord and say, why am I afraid? Why am I feeling fear? That is the first prayer meeting. And if you can move past that and enter into the joy of the kingdom, now it's an appropriate time to pray for the election results. Amen. And I think a lot of people are losing their minds because they've, uh, my friend Bill Vanderbush just said this in a post. He said, uh, people are losing their peace. And right after you lose your peace, you lose your mind. <laughs> so I'm, I think that's happening. But, you know, the wisdom key is the, the wisdom element is the key. You mentioned the like what kind of wisdom it's out of James three. I was looking it up. James three, verse uh, thirteen through uh, eighteen. There, the end of chapter of end of chapter three of James talks about wisdom from above and wisdom from below. Yeah, right. And this is just important. If I can read it, it says, you know, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Wow. There's an earthly, unspiritual, and demonic wisdom. Wow. That looks like bitterness, mm-hmm. jealousy, selfish ambition. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. the fruit of the wisdom from below, right? Yeah. I, and I'm, it, I'm being gentle, but like, man, check your heart, dude. It reminds me of um, what when Peter rebuked Jesus and Peter, you know, pulls Jesus aside and, and Jesus yeah. is talking about going to the cross and Peter, Peter's like, no Lord. And you know, he pulls him aside and basically rebukes Jesus. And what does Jesus say? He says, get behind me, Satan. But then the statement behind that is for you are mindful of the ways of man and not the ways of God. And so many times we think that the ways of man, you know, again, when, when we look at that as wisdom and we look at it as these virtuous things. And so then we make excuses for things like, oh, well, I'm only bitter or I'm only responding like this or I'm only worried or I'm only this. I only cut that person down just now because they're wrong and because this has to, because I got to stand up for the truth. And exactly. it's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like I'm, I'm tired. And of course I have opinions too. And I have a stance and I have stuff like that. I'm actually probably one of the, like to a fault, I'm probably the least political person I know. <laughs> but <laughs> But, at the, but I do believe it, it's, it's important. It's, I went out and voted. You know, it's important, it's important to vote. It's important to have a stand. It's important to do these things. But, you know, I've been watching too many Christians, and I hope people don't – I know someone's going to get mad at me for this, but I've been watching too many Christians say things like, you can't vote this way and call yourself a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on. Where, when, where did the Bible say – like, I'm pretty sure the Bible doesn't say – Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Oh, and make sure that this is your political affiliation. And so when we add stuff and we try to use, we use earthly wisdom, we use man-made wisdom to try to define who God is or how we should be responding or how we should be acting. Some of my favorite verses in the world are the first three verses of Colossians. And it's Mm -hmm. like, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We have to start there. 
Right. right? I mean, am I, yes. am I crazy, Caleb? Like, I feel like we have to start no. there that our allegiance is to Jesus and to his kingdom before anything else. I'm not saying don't have an allegiance to a party and don't have, be- right. don't have beliefs. I just messed up my microphone. Do all that, but totally. make sure that you're operating out of love and not out of fear. You're operating right. out of faith and not based on these things that, that, that are coming from the world. You know, a, right. a statement that I hate is like, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And I get what it means. I get what they mean when they say that, but it's definitely right. not in the Bible. He says, set your mind on things above. Right. Not so that you could be like floating around up in the clouds, like a crazy person that can't have a regular conversation with people. And everything right. is like, Jesus, Jesus, like, like every moment of the day. But like, that's not the point. The, the, the right. point of it is that our wisdom comes from God. Our wisdom comes from above. And the more we align our thinking with God's way of thinking, the more that we can be effective here on the earth. 100%. I love Colossians 3. Like you said, it says the beginning is if you've been raised with Christ. Seek those things. Yeah. Seek those. So if you've been raised with Christ, recognize where you're seated, right? A lot of people are praying from heaven. I mean, sorry, from earth to heaven. They're like, they're throwing their prayer up. That's not the way to pray for the believer. The believer prays from heaven. If you've been raised with Christ, yes. set your mind on things. You're, you know, and then it says, put to death what is earthly among you, right? Like that, it says, if you've been raised, that's where we start. It starts with the wisdom from above. And you Amen. totally, I mean, there's a lot of scripture, about like the end of Romans 14, here's one. It's like the last <laughs> line of Romans 14. It says, whatever does not begin from faith is sin. Whatever does not proceed from faith is Come sin. Come on. So, you know, I, I just think it's important, like the fruit of this thing, like it says the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of wow. mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Hello? Wow. And it says a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So it's what you're saying, you know, like, you cannot be a Christian and vote this way. Okay, listen. Uh, you can be a Christian and let, let's be very clear. You can be a Christian and be deceived. You sure. can be a Christian and be in sin. Sure. Uh, you can be a Christian and vote however the heck you want, right? That's wisdom that is impartial and wow. sincere, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is what's missing for sure. And I think... Um, one thing that is so important to understand, I say this to my church all the time, is that you can be very wrong in the way that you're right. Wow. You can be right about something, but be very wrong in the way that you're right. It's good. You know, there's a way to be right. It's called the way. It's called a Yahweh. It's called, you know, there's a way to be right. And it's impartial. It's gentle. It's all the fruits of the spirit. You know what I mean? Like I tell my church all the time, God rebukes with joy. He rebukes with patience. He rebukes with kindness, with gentleness. There's a nature of God that is not divorced yeah. from his rebuke. And you also, if you're trying to help people, if you're trying to bring them into the truth, need to do, need to do it with the nature of God, the nature of Jesus. And they're like, well, he was really harsh to the Pharisees. Yeah, those are the only people he was really harsh to. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and by the way, he's also God. 
and mm -hmm. perfect and had an assignment and that's what they needed. Are you sure that's what they needed? Or are you Peter in the garden lopping off people's ears with the sword of the spirit? I see that all the time. And it's exactly what you're saying. You can't be this and think that, well, you know, I've thought a lot of things. I've done a lot of things and I'm pretty sure it didn't have anything to do with my salvation or not. Like, I, you know what I mean? I yeah, love, yeah. I love that yeah, you man, said yeah. that. For sure. I, I think that that's such a cool illustration that you just gave of like Peter cutting the guy's ear off and then Jesus coming up behind and, and healing it and restoring it. It cleans uh, it up. I just think so often, man, we're just so, as the body of Christ, we're so out of sync with the head. We're so out of sync with our head. Exactly. Cutting people down. This is not truth. This is the truth. And Jesus is coming behind, like healing the wounds of the people. Oh, it's so crazy, man. That's a really sobering verse though. Um, Romans 14, 23. Yeah. That anything that is not from faith is sin. People having these like these fear inspired prayer meetings, you know, doing like amazing you know, thing. We're doing great things for the kingdom. Hold on. We might just need to check our motive, you know, and that's not to that's put condemnation on anybody. It's just to right. say, check your motive, you know, <laughs> check the motivation of your heart because you're always led you're always motivated by something. You're always motivated. Yep. I think that the two big ones are love and fear. You know, yep. I'm always motivated either, either by fear, which is always from the enemy because all fear is always based on a lie and he's the father of lies. Yes. So he always wants to lead you based on things that maybe that they look true. You know, it might be a fact, but it's not necessarily right. the truth, which is higher and it supersedes the facts. Yep. Right. And so he wants you to, to, to think and to have that tunnel vision where it's like, this is what it is. And this is what I see. And then God's like, hold on my wisdom. Keep going back to wisdom. My wisdom is often so different than, than the way that you think. And it, well, it's always different than the way the devil thinks, but you know, right. it, and, and it's, and, and you could either be, you could be led by that and it's controlling and it's manipulative and it's like, I need to be the one, I need to have my finger on the button and I know everything. And it's just that kind of thing. And it produces all that nasty stuff right. like you're talking about. But when we're led by love and God is love, when we're led by the spirit of God, then we're like Jesus coming up behind and actually like caring for the person that was wounded. You know, there's a person behind that ideology. There's a person behind that belief system that you disagree with. And that person matters more than what, more than the, the fact that you guys don't have the same opinion, you know, and I, man, the, we need to change our perspective on so many things. I think, man, as, as we go forward here, no matter what happens, yes. no, no matter, no matter yeah. what happens, because we, when we're not unified, we're not good. We don't operate well. We cut people down and we tear people apart and it's, it's just so counterproductive true. to the work of the kingdom. We talk about counterproductive. I mean, the picture there is so prophetic for me. I see Peter was told by Jesus to get that sword. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Jesus told him to get the sword. He's like, this one? He's like, yeah, we got two. Okay. He strapped it to his side. And then it seemed like a good time to do the thing with the sword you told me to get. Yes. It seemed like the right time to use the thing you gave me. I've been sent for this for such a time as this. Yes. You know? <laughs> there's a righteous like in the like oh they're trying to steal jesus from me i'm gonna <laughs> yeah listen just so everybody knows peter was going for the dude's head all right mm. the guy ducked wow he was going you swing a sword like this at yeah, someone's right? head he was and the guy turned his head and just shaved the ear so <laughs> matrix style. he is going to knock this dude's head off wow. okay with a sword that's how you swing a sword 
Okay. So, and the guy ducks and just gets the ear, lops the ear off. Jesus says, Peter, what are you doing? I did not tell you to swing yep. the sword. He's yep. like, you mean this sword, the one you told me to buy? He's like, yeah, <laughs> I gave you the sword, but I didn't say it's the season. Mm. There, a word spoken in season is life to a man's bone. Come on. Right? A word fitly spoken is like apples and settings of silver. Book of Proverbs says, right? Yeah. So it's about the con- that word fitly, I looked it up the other day, is actually the conditions. Are the conditions right for your word? <laughs> is everything ready to receive the words you have? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is there a setting prepared for your word? And when we don't do the hard work of checking with the Lord before we swing the sword, mm. we end up deafening the hearer of the one who needs the word. Come on. It's the picture of the sword of the spirit. So all we're doing by swinging our sword, when the Lord has not breathed on it, right? Man yeah. lives on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, present tense. It, it's the principle of doing what he's doing, saying what he's saying, right? Everything God said is important. We stand on everything God said, but we step with every word he's saying, right? So we move forward with what he's saying right now. And some of us are just saying, God said, and we're deafening yep. the ability. We're cutting off the ability for people to actually hear the word that they actually need to hear, right? Yep. We're, we're, and Jesus has to come clean up our mess, right? Yep. He has to come behind <laughs> us and repair their ability to hear. But that's a picture of church hurt. How many people have a story like that where they were told by some pastor or by some church person that they're you know, no good or that God is mad at them or, or mm. whatever, and they were sharing scripture with them? right? And that deafens their ability to hear. And God has to come behind us and heal them so that he can actually speak to them now. Come on. So we do more damage than good sometimes by just going out there and lopping people's ears off with our words. It's so important that you check with the Lord before you swing the sword, okay? It's so important that you have a way about your rightness, right? It's so important that you don't need to be right. You need to know the truth. I say that all the time. I don't need to be right. I need to know the truth. Come right? on. Speak the truth in love. And love is a person. God is love. And there is no fear in love. Yes. It's back to what you were saying. So if there is no fear in love, then there's no fear in God. And you're not partnering with God when you use fear to speak to people or when you use fear to manipulate people because you're afraid you're praying or because you're afraid you're speaking. Right. And so that we're, I mean, man, this is a, this podcast will help you people. Like this is a game changer. If you can slow down and say, Lord, Mm -hmm. are you breathing on this? Are you telling me to say this? You know what I mean? Or am I just thinking, it seems like the right time to defend (laughs) the gospel, be a defender of the truth, you know? Man, it's so important to live dependent upon his voice. I know this podcast is so centered around that and you do such a great job every time i see you almost i see you pointing people back hearing the voice of god to understand the voice of their father to even knowing the way he speaks and so that's what we're talking about that's that's the important element it's not knowing what is right it's walking in righteousness and people that know what's right aren't necessarily walking in righteousness look at the pharisees like you can know the right answers and not walk in righteousness wow you know so jesus the righteousness of god in christ jesus is attractive right? He attracted 
people who are not yeah. living righteously. He, yeah. The kindness of God draws men to repentance, yeah. right? it leads them, right? So if your righteousness is repelling people, you're not walking in the righteousness yes. of God. Come you're on, walking man. in self-righteousness, the righteousness of man. That's repulsive, Wow! but wow. the righteousness of God is attractive, right? It actually sinners like you. I tell people this all the time so on good. my podcast and otherwise, you know you're walking in the righteousness of God if sinners like you. <laughs> we will be invited to all the parties. We will be easy to hang out with. Wow. We will give a word in season, a word fitly spoken, right? The opposite just hurts people. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You know, I, think, I think some people need to put that up on their refrigerator Check with the Lord before you swing your sword. <laughs> Absolutely. I did a Facebook Live about that like a couple of years ago, and it got almost 10,000 views. People were sharing it like crazy. Wow. I'm like, would you please? I was pretty impassioned in the moment. I was like, mm -hmm. would you stop doing this? Like, yeah. you're hurting all these people that God wants to help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even Romans 14, I think, even says, why would you destroy the one that God paid for, right? Like that God has redeemed for wow. the sake of your argument. Why would you destroy the one who God has redeemed, right? Or yeah. who God is seeking to redeem. Anyway, I don't remember exactly, but yeah. we need to understand. You said it. There mm -hmm. are people on the other side of that post. There are people on the other side of that Facebook post, on the other side of your meme. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are people on the other side of this stuff. And your idea of floating out there actually can hurt people. It can harm people and not help. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, I just really want them to know the truth. I'm like, okay, but loving to speak true things and speaking the truth in love, yeah. totally different. This is the truth. Okay, that's fine. You need to speak that truth in love, which is absent of fear, absent Amen. of manipulation. It's impartial. It's sincere. You know, it's the wisdom from above. I get it. So. Yeah. I think um, two or three weeks ago, I had a guest on here, Amy Davison, and we talked, um, she's an apologist. And, and so we talked about biblical apologetics. And one of the cool. themes of that conversation was just having good conversations with people, you know, and it's so important to be able to, to honor and to value the person. I think I heard Bill Johnson say that, I think it was Bill Johnson. Um, it's usually Bill Johnson. <laughs> he said, um, you know, whenever, if there's somebody who has a different opinion, and it may be something that I vehemently condemn, like I, you know, yeah. abortion, you know, things like, like that, that I'm just like completely against. Right. But there's a person on the other side of that argument and there's a cry there right? There's a cry in that person's heart and there's a, there's a belief system and that person believes what they believe for a reason. And it's yep. not just because they're an evil person or they're a bad person. And, and so we, we put stuff out there and we condemn people before we understand, and, you know, what did Jesus do? Jesus got in between this woman who had been accused, you know, who was caught in the very act of adultery, which, you know, adultery and, and especially in those days was a very, it was a condemnable offense, you know, according to the law, she was supposed to be put to death. And so Jesus steps in between her and all of her accusers and he yep. didn't follow the crowd and just start like tearing her down. He took the, you know, I don't know what he wrote in the sand, but it's not important. He took, he took their focus off of the woman that they were condemning. Yeah. And he, he just, he got in the middle of it and he drew their attention away from her. And he's like, where are your, where are those who accuse you? And she's like, they've all, they're all gone. He's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't accuse you either. I don't condemn you either. And then he tells her go and right. sin no more. Right. But he dealt with the person he dealt with the person and it's a sobering responsibility that we have 
to be the body of Christ because that actually means that we are supposed to represent him well. We're supposed to represent just like Jesus came to demonstrate the father. And Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Now he passes the torch to us, right? All of what has been given to me. Now go into all the world, right? And so he Mm -hmm. sends us out in his authority. And so Mm -hmm. that means that we're supposed to represent him well. And you mentioned church hurt. You know, so many times people are hurt. They're offended. They leave the church. Bro, I think we're in such danger of people leaving the church right now. Of like, especially those, this is the thought that I had just last night. I think I was thinking about this. Those that are sort of like on like the rim that are on the outside that are like, you know, maybe one foot in, one foot out, but not really totally sure yet. I think that we're in such danger of losing so many people to the world because we're so divisive and because, you know, there's been so much just really it's hatred and and we don't call, you know, we would put a virtuous name on it again, a spiritual sounding title on it. And I'm just speaking the truth, but it's this stuff that we do to tear each other down. And it is so, it's so opposite to the nature of God. Uh, Sean Bowles says anything that is anti-love is anti-Christ. Yep. Because God is love, right? So anything that is not in, anything that's not coming from a motivation of love. And I'm not saying that, you know, there are times to speak harshly and, and there are times to yeah. speak, you know, plainly and to speak openly. And, and, and we do have to blow a trumpet at times. <laughs> we have to alert people and warn people. So I'm not saying like we just, you know, passive and we don't want to mess right. with anybody and everybody's okay. Like, I'm not talking about that, but like, the person on the other side of that disagreement is more important, like you said, than you being right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I talked about this on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, but it's the difference between having a political stance and having a political spirit. Ooh, come on. A political stance says, I believe that, let's just use abortion. I believe that children in the womb at the point of conception should have constitutional rights. Yes. That's my political stance. I believe that the law should protect them. Part of this, because my firstborn son was born 24 weeks, one pound, 11 ounces, and we were in the NICU for four months. Wow. So I've seen that these are people in the womb. He should have been in the womb for three more months. Okay. He came out and is alive. He's a, he was a real person, a real person. (laughs) Yeah. He's three years old now and I'm amazing. He's my best buddy and I love him. So, and he's totally fine. So that was a miracle in all itself, but not even before that, my experience with my firstborn son, I had that stance, right? That's my political stance. I am not going to shy away from that. However, I also know from being in the space I'm in that one in four women in the United States have had an abortion. Yeah. One in four, Duke. Yes. So take, if you have four women watching right now, one of them has had an abortion. Mm. And so a political spirit says, I don't care that 25% of the women watching this right now have had an abortion. You need to know the truth. That's wrong. That's murder. That's a political spirit. Wow. That's a political spirit. I'm right and you're wrong. That's a political spirit. A political stance says, I believe that those are people in the womb. And kindness on top of it goes, and I also believe you're a person. Come on. And you have value. I believe that person has value and you have value. So protect the woman Hmm. and the baby. That's my position. 
and protect their heart, their, their body, their mind, their soul, their spirit, all of it. You're, all of it's valuable, right? But a political spirit goes, you're not valuable because you disagree with me. A political spirit says that, that it's the spirit of legalism. They're two sides of the same coin. Yes. Okay. The spirit of legalism says, I'm right. You're wrong. Therefore you're evil. I'm not evil. You're evil because I'm right. You're wrong. Mm. But Jesus came and broke that spirit of legalism and said, actually, my father makes it to rain on the just and the unjust. He provides for all the people of the earth. He actually thinks that they're all his children. Some are lost and need to come home. But he calls you all his kids. Come on. You know, so he's the father of all. The devil is not the father of any. He's the father of all. And so anyway, the political spirit and the spirit of legalism, those are, that's the, um, I don't want to dive into it too deep, but the, the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. Yeah. Right there. Pharisees legalism. Herod is political. Political. So he, Jesus said, beware of these, the leaven, the seed, the inspiration, the motivation of these two things. Because they get in there and they demonize the one that God loves. My, my message is God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Come on. He doesn't like what you're doing, but he's madly in love with you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He knows that if you knew who you were, if you knew who he really was, you wouldn't be acting like that. That's our, that's our position. That's my church's position. That's, that's, that's the point of honor that says you're valuable even when we disagree, especially when we disagree, because honor is actually most useful in an atmosphere where we disagree. Wow. Say that it's again. Most useful. Come on. Honor is most useful in an atmosphere where we disagree. Think of it this way. Honor means to assign value. It means you're, I respect or I yeah. value something. So to honor you means to value you, to respect you, right? If I only value and respect you based on how well how often we agree, I'm actually saying, I love all the me I see in you. Ooh. I love all of me in you. Ouch. I yeah. love all the me in there. You're just like me. It's actually selfish. It's not love. It's selfishness. And so when we disagree is when honor is most useful because I can go, you know what? I think you're wrong about that. And I think you're to die for. Come on. I think you're eternally valuable and you're wrong. <laughs> this is the way I have conversations with people in there. It's very off-putting to most. They're like, oh, wait, what? Like, yeah, these things can happen at the same time. I can think yeah. you're wrong and communicate that I think you're eternally yeah. valuable. I can Political love you. Political spirit cannot do that. It is exactly. The opposite. Yeah. Exactly. So honor is most useful in atmospheres where we disagree because it's not about agree. It's not, if I honor you based on how well we agree, it's just me honoring me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, I so honor oh, you, man. So you think exactly the way I do. Yes, I respect that. Like, what? <laughs> no, like, wow, you know, I, I'll say it. Let's go back one election, okay? One election cycle, just to get some heat off of it. Hillary Clinton, I did not want Hillary Clinton to win. Sure. But if I'm standing in front of Hillary Clinton, Clinton, I'd say, hi, nice to meet you. Bless you. God bless you. Yeah. I'd say, hey, actually, you're an amazing lady. You've accomplished a lot of stuff in the world. I think you're into bad things. I don't, if she wanted to ask me, what do you think about this policy? Or what do you think about Benghazi? I'd be like, wow, I really think you handled that poorly. I think you, you let Chris, our ambassador die. I think you should have sent in the Marines. I'm not happy about that. And by the way, can I pray for you? Because God thinks you're to die for. Wow. You're amazing. Like you've got, you've got anointing. You've got gifts. 
And God wants you to use those gifts. Do you see how that makes, gives me more opportunity to invite her into righteousness? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'd ever have a conversation with Hillary Clinton like that. Like I'm dreaming, like that would probably never happen. <laughs> but whatever. I'm just saying like, I can disagree with what you've done and still agree that you're valuable because Amen. my God thinks every person on the planet is to die for. <laughs> Jesus thinks you're to die for. He thinks your enemies are to die for. He thinks your spouse is to die for. He thinks your in-laws are to die for. He thinks Joe Biden, Donald Trump, all of them are to die for because yeah. he did die for them. Amen. And who are we to assign a lesser value to the one God thinks to die for? I think we do that all the time and we call it righteousness. We call it wisdom. We call we it standing up for the truth. That is unspiritual and the wisdom wow. from below. It's not okay. Wow. I'd love to tell you it's not okay. And you're amazing <laughs> watching this podcast, but what you're doing, not okay. See, this is how God rebukes. This is how God corrects. So yes. I love you. Stop being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're too acting, awesome. You're too, you're, you're too way awesome. Too awesome. I created you for so much better than this. Exactly. That's, you're the, way that's too the difference awesome. between condemnation and conviction, you know, exactly. and condemning words and condemnation. It's always meant to, it pronounces judgment. It's a, yep. it's a death sentence. That's what it is. Yep. And so yep. it causes you to, to go into yourself and to connect your identity with your fault, with your mistake, with what you did wrong. But yep. God, when he corrects, when he convicts, when, when he, it, it's always to lead you into something better because he always has something better for you. Totally. That's exactly. 100%. What you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, man, we need to learn God is not waiting to strike you. Yeah. He's inviting you into himself, right? He's yes. inviting you into life. He's not like, ooh, they did something wrong. Yeah. I get to punish them. That's the Godfather. That's not God the Father. Okay. <laughs> the Godfather. Like, that's yeah. the Godfather, not God the Father. Yeah. And we have a very poor view of God sometimes because we yeah. we impose our, our our own earthly father or we impose the way we're acting upon god we're like you know and i think it's a mistake and if we just take his word for it you know and really meditate on these things and really you know ask the holy spirit what does this mean like mm -hmm. i think and you do this really well duke i think you lead people into this not even knowing it sometimes is that we need to allow the holy spirit to open our minds to the mm -hmm. word you, you can memorize the bible and still have your mind closed to the bible open my mind to the scriptures let me see this the way you see it, because otherwise you weaponize it. You, what we were talking about yeah. earlier, you take the sword, you lock people's ears. Wow. Exactly. So yeah. we have to allow the Holy Spirit to open our minds to the scriptures. And that takes a relationship. That takes a constant understanding and, and uh, relational equity, really, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. So, Yeah, man, absolutely. Anyway, I know the kindness of God, but I also know that the Lord's kind of tired of some stuff in the church. I think mm. he's, he's like... Hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm over that. Like, yeah, I love you and I'm over it. Chris Valton, I heard him say all the time that God, when rebuking, says, you're way too awesome to be acting that stupid. Mm. Like, you're way too awesome to be acting yeah. that way. Yeah. Like, that's how God rebukes. Like, whoa, you, you obviously have no idea who you are because yeah. you're way too amazing to be acting that foolish. Yeah, man. That's right? what it is. That's what it is. We don't know who we are. We forget who we are. We, our identity is wrapped up in in an old, inferior, obsolete, outdated yep. covenant. Hebrews and, 8. That's right. Yeah, man. Instead yep. of the, yeah, Hebrews 8. Yeah, obsolete. I love, whew, it's Fading outdated. Away, 
outdated, obsolete. We yeah. still have those, those paradigms. But not only that, our identity, if we didn't grow up in church or whatever, our identity is wrapped up in what people think about us or even if people did Completely. grow up in church. I'm saying like, you know, yeah. we can be wrapped up in what your parents said about you, you know? And so whatever you're be- believing about yourself is how you'll be living. <laughs> whatever you're believing is how you'll be living. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a man believes in his heart, so is he, right? Like the, the truth of who you are is going to come from your heart. So you need to get better beliefs about yourself. Um, simple power, right? By, by <laughs> simple <Duke>. power. <laughs> the book is called that, yeah, right? Simple power. But, you got but it. the podcast is called that too. I, that's yeah. where I was confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That book's amazing. If you want to, you want to crash course on your identity in Christ, read that book, <laughs> get it on Amazon. Seriously. It's suggested reading for our, our school. We have a school. Uh, ministry school it's suggested reading it's not required because the only we have the bible and we have a couple other books but you know it's suggested we're like you if you want to crash course on your your identity in christ yeah. read that book it's yeah. so good but that's yeah. important you know who you are you know who god is right and you move from that place man we could talk about this all day i know man for real <laughs> yeah just to echo something you said a few minutes ago because i think it's so key is just it's our concept of the father you know um yeah. It's so simple, but our, our understanding of who God the Father is, that's where we get our understanding of who we are. The more we get to know him, the more we get to live in the fullness of who he created us to be because we're made in his image. That's it. And so the more we understand who God is, and so when we understand the nature and the heart of God, it's not that we're condoning bad things. It's not that we're condoning evil or saying it doesn't matter and all these different things, but it's just, oh. it's learning to respond. And so you need this course, this 52 weeks of wisdom and just getting more acquainted with the heart of God, with wisdom himself, right? Yeah. Getting more acquainted with who God is and learning wisdom, learning the wisdom of God is going to help you to really walk in your identity and who God created you to be. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no so. book like the book of Proverbs for that. I mean, I've been Amen. reading the Bible really for 23 years and the book of Proverbs, I've been reading other books too, but I'm telling you, in the Bible, you want to walk in wisdom saturate yourself in the proverbs get in there and meditate on it. ask the holy spirit to open your mind to those scriptures i mean that's it's a treasure trove right i mean it's like it, why would you leave all that money on the table you know what i mean like why would you leave all that treasure locked up it so that's why i'm i'm doing that course and that's why i highly recommend it i mean if you want a facilitated conversation about the book of proverbs that's what that course is about and we'll yeah. do it we'll for a whole year, invest in yourself, a yeah. year of wisdom. It's really only a dollar a week if you break it down. So yeah, 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 that's awesome. Um, all right, well, uh, everybody, you can check all of that out at calebhires.com. Um, you can find that course for the 52 weeks of wisdom. Also, Caleb's got a, a bunch of books. He's got about five books or so available on his website there. He's got his podcast, the Faith Rest Life Podcast. Um, check this stuff out. Caleb, I love the way you teach the word of God and you make you break things down. Um, I love the way you use like illustrations and word pictures and stuff like that just to make the word of God come alive. And, uh, and I think it's so helpful. And I love what you're doing, man, for the kingdom. Thank you so much for your time, for being here. Yeah. Love you, brother. No, I love you too. It's I mean it every time. It's an honor. I love it. I love what you're doing. I really, seriously, before you buy any of my books, by simple power it'll set you up to be able to read my books it's like the it's like you need this book first it's like it should be required reading for every new believer i'm not joking wow. i'm not joking it's so good it's wow. so good i appreciate it man thank anyway. you 
All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for checking out the Simple Power Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe. If this blessed you in any way, share. And uh, just so you know that this is available on all kinds of platforms, on iTunes, on Amazon Now, on iHeartRadio, on Google, on Spotify. It's all over the place. So make sure that you just uh, subscribe wherever it's convenient for you, where there's the least amount of friction. And uh, I'll see you here on a future episode. Have an awesome week.